Hello, everybody. We have the Kona Hawaii Ironman World Championship live chat tonight. We have a very special guest that I'm going to bring on later as well. You can guess who it is, but I'm not sure that you will guess. Um, but I am here. I'm not in Hawaii. I'm here in Longmont, but I am cheering on the sideline. We have seven athletes racing the Hawaii Ironman World Championships, which is so exciting, possibly actually more. But we have six from Europe. We have Kerry Hickson uh, from the UK, one of series athletes. And as you guys know, this is dedicated to Kona Prep and Kona Race Course Info, all my key tips for the Hawaii Ironman World Championships, which... I believe the women race Thursday and the men on Saturday. And that's crazy. It's a new format. I'm really excited about it. I think it's so awesome that they have separate days for the men and the women because it's so deserved. Because it tended what happened when I was racing was that they would focus so much on the men that the women would kind of be left in the dust and they wouldn't show any coverage. So now, and it's even fairer because now we have the women racing on one day, all the age group women all the pro women and all the age group men and pro men on a Saturday, which I think is so great because I know in the past, I don't know if it happens now, but when I was racing, there was a lot of drafting within age group men. So I think this is the way to go. We will see how the format goes. Um, but welcome, everybody. Tonight, we're going to talk about fueling for Ironman. And this is not just specific for Kona. It is fueling for everybody, um, for any Ironman we're going to talk about the swim, bike, and run course in Hawaii. If you happen to be racing and watching this, I've got some really good tips to give you. And in general, racing on Ironman swim, bike, run tips. And we're going to also do a little survey on who you think is going to win the men and women. If someone guesses all three women and all three men in the right order on this comment box right now, we are going, I was just throwing this out there. We are going to give away a whole year membership, a Team Series Tri Club visor, a training program, and over $1,500 of value. If you can guess all three positions for men and women in the right order, write it up at the end. Don't do it now. Write it up at the end. And uh, you were going to give away a $1,500 coaching package. You'll get a free year membership. you get a free training plan um, of your choice uh, and Team Series Tri Club visor that's over $1,500 value right there. Um, help. We'll give you whatever program you like, any platinum program. So there you go. I'm throwing it out there. I might even throw in a coaching call as well. If you guys get this right, I'm going to throw in a 30-minute coaching call. So that's at least $1,500 value right there. So we're bringing on a special guest later. Um, you'll have to guess. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but they are very experienced when it comes to Kona, Hawaii Ironman, World Championships over, let me think, at least I would say 15 years experience at the Hawaii Ironman World Championships has won five Hawaii Ironman titles, four or five. Um, so there you go. We're going to have a special guest on very soon towards the end. So we're going to talk about fueling first, you guys. And if you saw my post today on Instagram, um, I went really deep. I'm going to bring it up. I went really deep on fueling and what I think you should be thinking about um, pre-race leading into the race and then um, during the race. So firstly, I want to talk about pre-carb loading, and I think this is really, really important for Ironman. And welcome, Trish. I see you one. I see five others on. I can't see the other socials, but I hope we have a few more than that. Um, if you have any questions specific for fueling right now, post them up there, and I'll try and get to them. Um, but basically, guys, you want to carbo-load, which is putting filling up your glycogen stores. You want to carbo-load from about four days out minimum. So that was one of my 
uh, one of my greatest um, victories was how good I was at carb loading. And Siri will also tell you that she would carb load with me. <laughs> that was always fun. But you want to make sure you're having low GI food, low sugar. I used to go more towards the gluten-free because it causes inflammation um, if you have slight intolerance. But you want to carb load four days out. So say you are, let's say for fun's sake, you're a male racing Kona on Saturday. So you would start carb loading on Thursday. You'd start carbo-loading by having small amounts of carbohydrate, low glycemic index, which means it's absorbed slowly and really good, no processed crap, guys. You want to be having um, rice, pasta, um, potato, sweet potato, um, always a little bit of fat as well. I always love having a bit of avocado oil. Um, and you want to include that in every meal. And for every gram of carbs you have, it, you hold one gram of water. So don't worry if you put on body fat. Oh, sorry, body weight. It's not body fat. It's body weight. It's just water retention. And you'll notice some of the guys, like I always felt like this, like Michelin man lining up at the start line. If you put on a couple of kilograms, two or three pounds, if not more, sometimes up to four or five pounds, then that is good because it means your glycogen stores are full. It is not fat and you will use that fuel during a race. But you definitely want to put on a couple of pounds, um, I would say two, two or three pounds um, before race start, like because you're carb loading. It's not because you're, you're putting on weight during or body fat uh, during those four days. It's you're carb loading and filling up your glycogen stores. I also recommend salting your food. You want to salt all your food from about Thursday, probably even actually the week before. Not a lot, just a little bit, of like a teaspoon of salt on once a day. Um, and be mindful that you don't want to have too much salt or electrolyte because it can do the opposite and it can start drawing out from your electrolyte stores. So don't have too much because you're obviously not going to be sweating as much. But do be mindful that in Kona specifically, you will be sweating a lot more. So I don't think it would hurt to sip on a little bit of electrolyte each day. And hopefully your training, you've cut right back to about 30%. I don't recommend doing any more than one hour max. Definitely not more than an hour of running um, four days out because that heat and that sweat rate is really, really high. But, you know, up to an hour of swimming on the Thursday and then um, an hour of biking. And then I would keep the runs short, like 30 minutes. But by Thursday, it's like taper, taper, taper time. So if you haven't done the workouts, you see everyone on the Queen K going crazy. Um, and they're mostly, honestly, age groupers that you've watched the pros and they're really smart about it. They are cruising along. They're not time trialing. They may be testing their legs a little bit, but come the week, race week, you cannot gain anything. So you should be sitting in the air conditioning, um, adapting in some of the training sessions to the heat and humidity, but most of the time recovering, legs up, Normatec boots, electrolyte, carbing. So fueling for race day. Uh, I actually added some great tips today. And um, so you've carved up all the way up to race morning. I usually recommend the night before the race, you still have a big carbohydrate meal um, and a little bit of fat. I was always having some fries, um, some protein as well, some chicken, pesto, and then a ton of rice um, and, and fries, just really good fries that um, not deep fried, but you could like do um, air fryer fries or deep fried would be okay, honestly, the night before, because it's not really a problem the day before a race um, <clears throat> and some salt on them. <clears throat> And then race morning, I was feeling very full and not hungry, but I'd force myself to have just my usual, like two, a bagel or a bagel with uh, peanut butter and butter for fat um, and protein. And um, it would be like a gluten-free bagel because it would sit better in my stomach. And that's all I could really stomach. And then if you've gone caffeine-free, it's time to have the coffee morning of the race. That is a small um, benefit of going caffeine-free that can help a little bit. But um, you definitely want to... Um, not just practice that on race day. You want to be prepared with your caffeine and know that how your body adjusts to it um, in regards to caffeine. But I would have a coffee um, and then keep sipping on my water and my electrolyte race morning. 
And then that would be about three hours before and then maybe a banana like an hour before. But usually your carbs are all done by then. You see guys sipping gels at the start. And I, don't, I don't know. I know some of these guys do it, but I, I never did that. I did. I felt like you've got so much carb stores already that you don't necessarily need that. Um, so race day, the best way to calculate, this is for any Ironman, not just Kona, but remember your heat and humidity, it's very, very different. Racing in the heat in Kona with the lava fields is insanity and it's hot and it's humid and your sweat rate is massive. Your body can't really keep up with it. Um, for most people, that's what they where they really struggle is a humidity, not just the heat. Um, but a good average calculation, and I can tell you a lot of pros use this. Some expert nutritionists like to say it's not and it's old school, but hey, old school is good, old school works. So, and it was work for me, it's work for Tim Don, it's work for Jan, um, Jan Frodeno. So, I usually recommend about one to 1.5 grams of carbohydrate per kilo of body weight per hour. So, for me, I was taking up to 90 grams of carbohydrate. I was 60 kilos or a little lighter, a lot heavier now, but I was taking about 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrate, more pushing on the bike towards 90 grams of carbohydrate an hour, which is 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight per hour. Now, you have to be specific. You don't just say, I'll have this and have that. I used to actually measure everything out. You have to measure everything. And you also have to remember when you come out of the swim, you guys have usually been in the water for the fastest guys, 45 minutes, the slower guys, an hour 15, hour 30. That's an hour of exercise that you need to replace your carbohydrate stores with. Otherwise, you might burn towards the end of the bike if you forget to do that. So remember, I know some of the guys were having that drink. I think it was called Envit. They would pop one straight out of the swim. But you want to be getting, for me, it was 60 grams right out of the swim, two gels with water. For every gram of carbohydrate, you should be having 10 mil of water minimum to digest it, not electrolyte, minimum of water because you need that for it to be absorbed. And if you're not doing that, it becomes really concentrated. Don't try and sip on electrolyte to get that carbohydrate absorbed because that's even more concentrated. Use water, but you're sipping on electrolyte as well. But I would say when you're having your gel or your carbs, have it with water, at least 10 mil, at least 100 mil per 10 grams. So that would be, say you're having 60 grams of carbs an hour, you need at least 600 mils of water to absorb it and sip it straight away so your body's able to digest that. And then of course you're having your electrolyte as well. So um, the other key is on the bike, you can tend to have a little more carbs than you can for the run as it sits funny in your tummy in the run. Most of the time, your body's pretty shot by then and you're starting to a little bit shut down. Your GI starts to shut down a little bit. So I would recommend um, for the bike, get in most of your calories for the first three to four hours. If you're a five-hour bike rider, if you're a six-hour bike rider, you're getting in in the first five to five and a half hours, but leave the last 30, 40 minutes with just drinking electrolyte and water because you want to try and get that really absorbed, really, really absorbed. So try to get all your fuel in and try to get more towards the 1.5 gram of carbohydrate per kilo of body weight per hour. I was closer to the 90, but remember when you do that, you don't have to just get that in, in in hard food or gels. You've got you can also calculate in your electrolyte. So so your electrolyte bottle might have thirty grams of carbs. Okay, so for me, I only need to have another sixty, which would be four gels in one hour. Sorry, three gels in one hour plus my electrolyte drink. That was ninety grams of carbs for me because I would have thirty in here. If you're drinking even better, I feel if you're drinking a F two C say carbo drink um, that is just carbohydrate mixed with a, maybe a little bit of protein, but a carbohydrate drink. That is a really easy way to get your carbohydrate, um, your carbohydrate glycogen stores um, refueled for the bike. So you'd have like a, a drink full here of carb concentrate, right? So this would be carb concentrate. And then you would mark it. This bottle isn't ideal because you can't really see, but you would mark it 
I would mark it into five hours. This is not the bottle I would use. I would mark a clear white bottle into five hours and know after each hour, that's how much I had. And that would be minimum. And that would have, um, let's say it would have uh, 300 grams of carbs in there, which would be 60 an hour. And then I knew that I had to get like maybe another 30 or so through solid food or through electrolyte. But I knew if I just had that, I would at least hit my one gram per kilo of body weight per hour. No brainer. Okay, so coming off the bike, you want to like taper down a little bit the last 30, 40 minutes. You don't want to have too much carbs in your tummy right towards the end. So you start sipping on water and electrolyte. For Kona specifically, you need at least more than this, but at least one of these of water and one of electrolyte an hour. But you, I would say definitely more. I made the mistake of not knowing that you could have too much electrolyte and I was drinking like four electrolyte an hour. It was way too much. I got hyponatremia where I had too much electrolyte, couldn't get rid of it. Got really lots of fluid under my um, skin and all my cells were like massively overstimulated with electrolyte and that was not a good, that was not good either. So be careful, don't have too much, but I would say at least two waters and an electrolyte or two electrolytes in a water. You may even need two or three waters an hour in an electrolyte. But I would say you definitely need minimum in cooler conditions an electrolyte in a water each hour. Um, but in Kona, you're probably going to need more than that. But you have to listen to your body because everybody's different. But at least one full bottle of water, that's a 750 ml bottle, one full bottle of electrolyte every hour at least. Um, probably leaning more towards two bottles of electrolyte in that heat. Salt. Absolutely need salt in Kona. Now, the minimum you would need would be about 500. Um, I always get this wrong. I believe it's milligrams. That sounds like a lot. I think it's micro, uh, micrograms, but you would need 500, no, milligrams, 500 milligrams. That's like, that sounds like a lot. I might, might have got, no, milligrams would be right. But you need 500 an hour. You need 500 an hour and someone correct me because it may, maybe it's micrograms, but you need 500, which that's a lot. Like a, a teaspoon is five. That's 10 teaspoons. But, yeah, that'd be grams. I think it's 500 milligrams. Yeah, so that'd be 10 teaspoons to be 50 grams of salt. That's a lot, um, 100 milligrams in a gram. So you would need a lot of um, salt. So, But most salt tablets have like about 250 per tablet. So just know what you have, know what um, how much is in your electrolyte bottle. Most electrolyte drinks, especially F2C, they have um, quite a bit of salt in them, which is under sodium. Na is salt. But make sure you're getting at least 500 um, milligrams and then you're going to need even more in the heat. You might need up to 1,000 if not more, but it's all very different. It's all very different. So that's fueling. That's fueling pretty much done. Same for the run. I used to like to have um, a caffeine gel in the run. I used high 5 and gels. They were just easy. They were much thinner liquid to absorb. And, again, you still want to aim to try and get that one gram. You're not going to be able to get probably 1.5 grams of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour, but you probably have to get about one gram. So that for me was about 60 grams an hour. That was about three gels an hour. And again, 10 mils of water, 100 mils of water for every 10 grams of carbs. Okay. So if there's no questions on fuelings, I can't see any. Um, I'm going to go to the swim course specifically and swim specific tips. So, and I'll bring my amazing guest on very soon. So get ready. So swim tips um, for specifically for Kona, uh, I would say it's obviously non-wetsuit. Um, and you'll see this week, I think we're going to post it tomorrow, um, Siri does an amazing instructional video of watching Kona and watching the way that the water moves. Because sometimes it's moving in, sometimes it's moving out, sometimes it's moving across. But if you watch the key tip is if you watch the sand when you're swimming, you can see it. Sometimes it's still. But if it's sweeping, you know that if you're heading out 
and it's pushing to the right and you're heading straight out to that buoy, the, uh, the turn right out, right out, right out, the farthest point, which is a long way. It's like, um, what is it? It's uh, 1.4 about, oh, no, wait, it's about 1.6, I think, 1.6 um, kilometres out, um, maybe a little further and you turn to the right, but if it's sweeping across to the right and you're doing a right-hand turn, you're heading straight out, you do not want to swim towards the right-hand side because you're going to get pushed way across. You want to keep more to the left and keep aiming left and keep watching and siding and siding and siding and making sure that you're aligned because if it's sweeping you right and you start on the right side, you're going to get pushed way across. So just keep swimming to the left. If it's dead still, which I doubt, um, it's different. If it's sweeping to the left, you do not want to start on the left-hand side. You want to start on the right-hand side and you want to keep moving, pushing more towards the right and just be very mindful of the sweep. Um, and what I'm going to do right now is where well, we're talking about the Kona swim because this person gives the best instructions for the Kona swim. I'm going to bring on our very, very special guest. She has not only won her two world titles herself, and coached athlete to over 14 world titles and two Olympic medals. She has won Hawaii Ironman World Championships, I think it's three times, I don't want it, four times, because three times with Rennie, one time with Leander. Is that right? Miss Siri Lindley in the house. Is oh, it three, wow. three with Rennie, one with Leander? Three with Rennie, one with Leander. And oh. in 2010, 2012, 2013, 2014. Hi, everybody. Beck, it's such an honor and privilege to be on your show tonight. <laughs> Thank we're you. We're talking about me. your amazing, like we're going into swim, bike, run tips, but Siri, we'd love you to hear about, you know, firstly, um, are you excited about Kona? Obviously you are. I mean, oh, being I'm so excited. I mean, this is the first time we haven't been there in yeah. since 2009. So it's a little bit hard not being there, but we plan on being there next year. We're definitely going to be there. Um, but I'm really excited and I'm really excited. You know, it's been we, no one's raced there since 2019. It's a lot of, you know, new contenders, not necessarily new, but some people that can definitely shake things up. But mm -hmm. I am especially excited for the women's race. I think, you know, Give us your predictions while we're here for the for the women's. Then we want to hear your swim, bike, run tips. Just one for each discipline. So my predictions for the women, I, I feel like you just can't count out Daniela Reef. I mean, she knows how to win there. I think experience is everything. I know with Rennie, you know, after winning it once, you then know what your recipe is to victory. And Daniela has a recipe, a recipe for victory. And she'll know if she has to dig deeper than ever before, she'll know what's needed. So I think you can't count her out, but you also have people like, you know, Ann Hogg, who, who won it in 2019. She's just an exceptional runner. She now knows how to win it. Um, yep, yep. But then you bring in people like Laura Phillip, who went... Mm -hmm. 818 in Hamburg and, you know, rode a 430 something and ran 247. I mean, you have someone like that coming in and she came in fourth in 2019. Like that puts her in a pretty amazing position. And I've seen people go, um, you know, from fourth to the top. And then you can't count out Lucy Charles Barclay. I, I know that um, she was out for a while with an injury, but I think that that may actually help her 
race even better because I think sometimes going into Kona being a little underdone can be an advantage. Um, so yeah, those are my picks for the women. Super excited about that race. I think it's going to be a phenomenal race. And for the men, you know, I have a Norwegian background. My grandfather was a hundred percent Norwegian. So Blumenfeld, I feel absolutely, um, should be the top pick. And Gustav Aiden, who's also Norwegian, is up there. And then for third place, I sure would love to see someone like Lionel Sanders hit the podium. I don't know um, if he is at um, that level of fitness right now, but I sure would love to see him round out the podium. So those are my picks. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, but I didn't really give you the picks for the women, but I think I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Daniela Reef and then Ann Hogg and Laura Phillip for out the podium in that order or not necessarily um maybe laura phillips second Mm. and ann third i really would love to see lucy in there because i think she's a tremendous athlete um so i don't know it's going to come down to those four so brilliant now siri let me ask you i love that because that was basically my top four picks too and you know what i mean i don't know how she's gonna be going for kona but i want to see heather jackson just get on that podium one more time (laughs) bring my america and i'd love to see tim o'donnell but timmy's got some he's uh had some uphill battles with the heart condition so we'll see but wouldn't that be amazing but actually that's an incredible point so oh my god i take back the whole lionel thing i want toto on i want him on the on the podium well, we also get his racing because of his heart but he's racing he's there yeah so I, one million i want timothy o'donnell on the podium that'd be absolutely incredible um i just want him to stay safe too so i think maybe that's why i i didn't put him there because i just want him to take care of his health but hey if he's one million percent ready to go i would love to see him win the whole thing i mean that would be absolutely incredible um so all right so we got it tim o'donnell there we go shout out to big i want to replace i want tim o'donnell in third please okay tim o'donnell i'd love to win it if you're a fan type it in right now because we are big to fans we're big rinny fans too but wouldn't that be cool so siri um swim is so important oh my god like after learning from you like going out and swimming on the course multiple times it's there's nothing like swimming in corner especially with the sweeps and the currents and knowing where to sight is so important give us quick tips on the swim for those guys that have never done the swim like definitely get out and swim it guys get out there every day but what else what else is a big swim tip for you specifically for kona i mean i always set you guys up to know whose feet you were gonna try and get on and and it was always someone who you could trust someone who you knew babe i love you Um, someone who, you know, knows how to swim, knows how to sight, and is always consistently coming out in a great position. So that was one of my things is get on good feet, but make sure they're feet that you can trust. But, you know, the currents are always changing. So you can start out and the currents pushing left and then halfway through it's pushing right. And so the one way to actually know, you know, which way the current's going, because it's hard to, to feel it is to look, if you can see the bottom, you can see the way that things are being pushed through the water. And you'll, if you see the water pulling left, know that you're being pulled left too. So as you sight, you want to sight to the right of the buoy 
not to the buoy because you can you can imagine that you're being pushed further and further away if you're shooting straight for the buoy. So, and again, that can change. So don't just decide at the start that, oh, okay, I'm being pulled left, so I'm gonna keep, you know, shooting right to the buoy because I could actually change 400 meters in. So you need to be constantly looking at the flow of the water underneath you. And um, I think a, a key thing to the sighting, obviously you wanna be sighting, you know, this every There's a big tower that you sight at, right? That big white tower is something that you always had us aim for. I well, think coming it, back in. Coming in, yeah. But going yeah, out, coming. there's not a lot of sighting. There's not a lot you can see. You can't see shit, you guys. Like you cannot even see the buoys. Like you just cannot see. So you just got to hope to God that the lead swimmer, which usually is the case, is going the right <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. And, but keep sighting every five to six strokes, you know, make sure you're sighting. Don't stop to sight, have it be a part of your stroke. Beck has an amazing video on sighting while swimming. If you guys want to refer to that, it's a great video somewhere in our YouTube. But the other key is, you know, your start. You're out there, you know, deep water, you're treading water. Please stay as calm as you can. And what that means is taking big, deep breaths on the start line. Mm -hmm. Big, deep breaths as you're treading water. Don't hold your breath. People hold their breath and then the gun goes off and you're like gasping for air, which makes you feel nervous. So breathing deep as you're treading water and really pay attention to who you want to start next to. Um, I am always one who wants to start on a quicker swimmer's feet, period. I don't care who they are. Set yourself up. And even though it's a long day, start out fast. Get out fast. You want to throw in a really fast 100 to 200 meters to get away from the chaos, to get away from the people that are slower than you. You need to assert yourself in that first 200 meters and know that you're not going to hold that for the full swim, but it's going to get clear of people that don't belong with you and set you up to have a much better view at the buoys and the whole course itself. But most importantly, pay attention to the flow of the water. That is so important, so huge. Accelerate in and out of the buoys. People that are quicker than you, they're going to try and drop you on the buoys. And what they're going to do is they're going to accelerate into the buoy. They're going to accelerate out of the buoy. So be prepared for that by doing that yourself. And that way you can stay on those quicker feet and you want to be close. Like I used to always say, you know, put your nose in there or, or, you know, nibble on the toes. Remember that back nibble on their toes. That's how close you want to be. You want to be that close that you could literally, you know, touch their toes, nibble on their toes if needed. Not with your mouth because you've got your, their foot in your face, but you want to be touching their toes. Like don't weigh them, but touch their toes. Yeah. And just take it one section at a time. I mean, you take the the out to the to the far end, and then you take the next section across, and then you take the last section coming back in. Most important thing of all is in the last 200 meters, if you're not a big kicker, I want you to start kicking. Kick, mm-hmm. kick, 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 kick. Because if you don't, you're going to get out of the water and your legs could be quite numb. Okay, and you don't want that because then you spend 10K on the bike trying to get blood back into your legs. So in the last 200 meters of the swim, kick, kick, kick your legs, get the blood flow going into your legs. So when you do put your feet on land, you you can feel them and you are ready to get on that bike and start hammering. 
Boom. Okay, Sarah, real quick, won't keep me much longer, but give us, if you had one tip for the bike and one tip for the run, maybe two, but what would be the biggest tip for the bike for those that have never raced Kona before? Biggest tip on the bike? Well, every single athlete that I have coached to winning or podiuming in Kona, my my only and most important advice of all is race your race. Race your race. If somebody goes by you and, oh, I'm going to try and stay with them as long as I can, don't do that. You have trained for this race. Race your race. If someone goes by you, you trying to stay with them, even that, even though that takes you out of your race plan, that's going to hurt you, not help you. So if they pass you, let them go, race your race, and know that that's going to pay off when you get to the run. You're going to be able to run to your full potential. So on the bike, race your race. Eat and drink early after the swim. You've been in the water an hour or however long you've been in there. Get on the bike and start eating and drinking in that first 5K to make up for what you lost in that hour and have your solids more in the beginning because later on you're not going to feel like it. 100%. And then on the run, um, I'm a big believer run. to get out. No matter how how tired your legs are, take off that first, you know, 200 meters. I want it fast because I want that first 200 meters to be fast and to get you out of your comfort zone. So when you actually fall into your race pace, it's going to be so much quicker than if you get off and you try and build into the run. You will not build in to the marathon in Kona. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so start out fast. Never. Just talking 200 meters, 400 meters. Start out fast and really break through that threshold for discomfort. Then back off, settle into your race pace, and it's going to feel so much easier than it would if you tried to build up to it. Boom. You heard it, guys, from one. the I would say the, and it may be arguably, but in my mind and many people's minds, the best female triathlon coach in the freaking world. Thanks, Beth. Just gave us her tips, guys. So hopefully you're here to us. If you heard it and you're not racing Kona, but you're doing another Ironman, hopefully it helped you too. But thank you, Miss Siri. We love you. I love you so much. Thank you, Becky. And I want to just state this here. Like, I am not done in Kona. So we are coming back next year and, you know, yeah, we're not done there. So you want to do a quick shout out to your athlete racing? Carrie Hickson. Okay. My girl, Carrie Hickson. I I am so proud of Carrie. Podium her age group. Uh, She's got the ability to absolutely create a masterpiece out there. So Carrie Hicks um, again, most important thing, do the little things right, eat and drink, take in your salt, stay positive, reframe situations that would normally cause you to get negative, reframe it so it's a positive. And um, yeah, she's ready to have an amazing day. So I'm so proud of her already. And I hope tomorrow or Thursday, she just celebrates all the amazing work she's done. Let's go, Carrie Hickson. Woo. Let's go, Carrie. I love you. I'm proud of you. Let's do this. Thank you, Siri. Thank you, Becky. Bye. So there you go, guys. Tips from one of the best, if not the best, coach in the world for triathlon. I think overall, not just women and men, not just women, men and women. Um, So there you go. There's all her tips. Now, to add to that, I really want to touch on real quick. We had some questions on cooling. But while we're talking about cooling the body in hot conditions, because I have some really good tips here. Please write your prediction, you guys, for men and women in the order. If someone wins this, we're going to send you a $1,500 coaching package, which will be a free one-on-one call with me, a free year membership, 
a team serious visor and a triathlon plan um we also have that right now if you go to our website you can click on it and go in the draw to win the coaching package but if you happen to win and choose all the winners first second third men and women but it has to be the first person that types in here because if we have four winners i'm going to choose the first person i already seen nadine has chosen her choices that's great choices there i am almost with you on all of those except i do want to see i want to see uh definitely want to see tim o'donnell up there in the men and that's that might be a big call but wouldn't it be amazing um cooling so cooling you guys so visors are good but if you have a hat or a cap um it's a little better in the heat because you can put ice under your head you lose a lot of heat from your head so i would say wear a cap and put ice under your cap each time when you grab from the aid station put it under your cap really good way of cooling is also holding ice in your hands just grab an ice cube ice in your hands it really helps cool your body it's amazing if you can get a cap with a little flap on the back or if you have a long ponytail do a long hair ponytail let your hair down on your neck let your low ponytail so that your hair is sitting on your neck that was a big tip chrissy wellington actually told me about that she had long hair and she'd have this long ponytail but the water would help cool her neck. So it'd be almost like an evaporative thing. You could also buy neck wraps, like you buy cool neck wraps that you wear around your neck that keep you nice and cool. Okay, if you get really hot, you can even shove it under your armpits. It might not stay there, but you see guys shoving sponges down their shirts, sponges under their arms, hold ice in your hands, put it down your pants, down your shirt, put ice everywhere. You have to keep your body cool. Your body has to stay cool. And usually, guys, I remember when I was racing, it was 110 degrees and 85% humidity, if not hotter. It was insane insane and you can see the heat coming off the lava fields it is ridiculously hot so they're my cooling tips um keep fueling keep drinking keep eating keep carb loading um race smart pace yourself and that's about all i have for that i want to see all the predictions up here in the comments i only see one so far so nadine if you're right you're going to win the kona package but let's see um i'm going to give away that 1500 dollars coaching package to anybody that can guess you have to do it before the thursday start time and i believe they're starting at actually it's a good question i think it's 7 a.m not 100 sure but they're starting early you have to have written it here in the comments please write your predictions in the comments right now all right well thanks everybody for joining let's go team serious let's go everyone and um have an amazing week and as you know you guys you can always tag me or post questions in here any any time i see merrill's just adding in uh, her predictions, women, Reef, Charles, Hogg. Yep, that's what most people are saying. And in the men, you're saying Blumenfeld, Sanders, Iden. Yep, I'm with you on those as well. Yep. All right, guys, thank you so much. Have an amazing Kona race week and follow us at Team Series Tri Club or at Betkeet on social where we're going to give tips all week for you and some giveaways. Please follow us um, so you can see what's happening there in Kona and get all the biggest tips for Ironman Racing and Kona. Thanks, guys. Bye.